Welcome to the ABA Journal Legal Rebels podcast, where we talk to men and women who are remaking the legal profession, changing the way the law is practiced, and setting standards that will guide us into the future. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the latest installment of the ABA Journal's Legal Trailblazer series. My name is Victor Lee, and I am a legal affairs writer with the ABA Journal. Today, I'll be chatting with Gene O'Grady, Senior Director of Research and Knowledge at DLA Piper. Gene has a JD as well as a Master's in Library and Informational Studies, and prior to DLA Piper, she worked at Wilmer Hale as well as Shea and Gould. Her acclaimed blog, Do We Be Strategic?, came about in 2011 and has been a fixture on the ABA Journal's Blog 100 list, which recognizes the best legal blogs. It's great to have you on the show, Gene. Thanks for coming. It's great to be here. So to start off with, could you just tell us a little bit about yourself beyond what I covered in the bio? How did you get into the legal information field? Well, I was always interested in the law, and my first few jobs right out of college all involved the law and justice. I worked for the Vera Institute of Justice, and then I was an investigator in the Brooklyn DA's office. And then I had a job uh, as an investigator in a social services organization. And I discovered in that job that I was really good at research. And someone suggested that I get an MLS, which had never occurred to me. And I did. I totally loved it. And then the first job I had an opportunity to take was at Pace Law School. So I was a night reference librarian there. And then I went to law school. I got an opportunity to work at Proskauer Rose as a reference librarian before becoming the director at Shea and Gould. And it just seemed a natural fit for me because I always had a passion for research. And, uh, you know, and I also entered the profession at a very interesting time when legal information technology was literally just being born. You know, when I was hired at Pace, there was no Lexus or Westlaw terminal. And I remember the day that a Lexus Deluxe terminal, which was the size of a washing machine, was rolled (laughs) in. And it was, you know, very exciting. And it's just, it's incredible to look back at it because at that point, I believe Lexus only had maybe two files, Ohio and federal, or maybe only Ohio. And you couldn't even print out a full case. You could only print out uh, keyword and context excerpts. Uh, so uh, to have watched the legal information market evolve from something that was sort of like a a marginal and exotic, you know, not particularly necessary for the practice of law into the explosion of all kinds of information and technologies and tools that it is today. has It's just been an incredibly exciting ride, and it's going to just keep getting more and more exciting. Great. So uh, one thing that I've noticed just by reading your blog is you talk a lot about technology issues, and obviously you've gotten a lot of acclaim for uh, your articles and your posts and whatnot. So could you talk a little bit about that blog, Do We Be Strategic? I guess, first of all, how did you come up with that name, and why did you decide that you wanted to write about technological issues, and especially relating to the law? Well, uh, there were several reasons. One was, well, why did I start it? Because I noticed that most of the bloggers in my field, and my field is mostly women, it is 70 to 80% women, but most of the bloggers were men. And just, uh, you know, I, I understand the reticence 
that some people have in putting themselves out there. And I wanted somebody to do it. And then the little voice in the back of my mind kept coming back and saying, why not you? And I had a lot of things to say. I had been doing a lot of speaking and I enjoyed writing, but I, the moment I started, I didn't have a lot of self-confidence. I didn't really know what I was doing, but I reached out to some bloggers I knew, uh, Greg Lambert at Three Geeks and Ron Friedman at Prism Legal, and people gave me good advice. The other thing in terms of naming the blog, I wanted a clever name. I noticed that Three Geeks was very memorable. I also liked Adam Smith, Esquire, and I thought it was interesting the way Bruce McEwen took a historical figure related to economics and used that as the signature. And so I thought of Melville Dewey, uh, who is actually not a very likable person, but he is iconic in the information field. And I literally, I was playing with that word in my head. I also knew I wanted the blog to focus on the strategic role that information professionals were playing in law firms. And it literally, it dropped into, it just appeared in my head one day as I was sitting at my desk out of the blue. And I loved it because it was both a statement and a question, you know, sort of, do we, are we strategic? And, uh, you know, do we as in librarianship, is strategic. And so I use the subheading about all the issues that we do address in the blog, or I do address. I do sometimes have outside writers when I can get some good people, good thought leaders to contribute. Uh, But mostly I write it myself, and it's been incredibly exciting. And I have to say I am overwhelmed at how many people walk up to me and tell me how much it inspires them, how useful it is for them. And this is across the board. It is people from the legal publishing field. It's partners at law firms. It's other information professionals. I am just, you know, pleasantly surprised how influential it has become. So obviously during your job, you deal with a lot of lawyers uh, lawyers, as you know, can be very risk averse and hesitant to change, especially when it comes to technology. So how do you and others like you get lawyers to embrace technology? Well, I actually think one of the biggest boons for getting lawyers to change was the recession of 2007, because it was really a wake-up call. It caused clients to put a lot of pressure on lawyers to embrace efficiencies, to compete. Uh, And so I think a lot of innovation, a lot of things where lawyers might have had resistance in the past, they began to embrace new ways of working and using new technologies, particularly those which drive efficiencies, that drive their understanding of their clients' industries and businesses. You know, we do a lot uh, with listening platforms and curation to deliver to lawyers highly targeted, useful information. And they they appreciate that. They want to be smarter than their clients. And we do a lot of work with both the business development team and the IT team to bring the best things into the lawyer workflow. You know, I think in the early days of technology, before things were web-based, 
there was an awful lot of resistance because you had to have all sorts of things installed. You had to learn protocols that were peculiar to a particular product. And now, you know, products have improved. They're much more intuitive. You know, I think where we're evolving now is into creating workflow-specific workspaces so that we can bring just the right tools together into a specific workflow, whether it is e-discovery or M&A due diligence. We're trying to make it easier for lawyers to identify what is the best tool for the next step in this process. One thing that I wanted to ask you about is predictive analytics. And based on what you've seen and experienced, how widespread are they? Are clients already starting to rely on them? And if so, are they starting to demand that their lawyers utilize them? Or is it still too early? I think in the law, it is still in early stages. But I think we are in a very exciting stage seeing it develop. I think in some sense, you can call what Lex Machina and Ravalor are doing as predictive because it looks at past behavior and says, this is how a judge has behaved in the past. It looks likely that if you make this motion for this set of facts, this is the outcome or this is how long it will take. That is a big step forward. There are now tools that are being developed which are trying to get into true prediction. Uh, There is a product, uh, there are uh, two products I know of that are trying to predict the likelihood that legislation will be passed and one that also does regulations. And if you can predict, if you have a tool that can help you understand for your client that regulations will change, that's pretty powerful. So I see the convergence of a number of different technologies, you know, data-driven technologies, you know, technologies with bring computational linguistics. So imagine if you had a tool that could read all of the proposed regulations and all of your clients' public filings and all of the sentiment out, uh, you know, the, the public sentiment in social media. There are companies that are going to work to help lawyers figure out what are the signals of an emerging opportunity, whether it is in the deal space or litigation where companies are going to develop vulnerabilities or issues are going to arise based on changes in in technology or bad behavior by companies. There are things that are going to be early signals that there are going to be opportunities to go after a client or a series of clients to represent them in a kind of litigation. I think we are in very early stages, but I wouldn't be surprised if that kind of a product existed in five years. Because right now, everybody is looking at what's happening today. And I think we're going to get to tools that are going to signal what's going to happen tomorrow. And every lawyer wants to be there first. Great. Thank you very much for joining us today, Jean. Thank you, Victor. It's been really interesting to have this conversation. Definitely. And if our listeners would like to get in contact with you, either to pitch stories or to ask you for advice on technology, what's the best way to reach you? Well, I have an email address, jog, as in joggingdc at verizon.net. And I can be reached through my blog, which is Dewey B Strategic, D-E-W-E-Y-B Strategic. And you can Google it. Great. This has been the ABA Journal's Legal Trailblazers podcast. Victor Lee signing off. 
If you'd like more information about today's show, please visit LegalRebels.com, LegalTalkNetwork.com, subscribe via iTunes and RSS, find both the ABA Journal and Legal Talk Network on Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn, or download the free apps from ABA Journal and Legal Talk Network in Google Play and iTunes. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer.